You're listening to episode 313 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different, talking about 35 lessons in 35 years that I've learned. And I actually created this as a, as a post for social media on my birthday back in November of 2021. Um, but I, I didn't record a podcast episode because I, I just I didn't think that much of it. I, I sent it out to as an email to my list, but I, I didn't create a podcast episode about it. But what's interesting is that it turns out that it was one of my most saved uh, posts on Instagram for the entire year. And I got a lot of comments about it and people reaching out about it. So I thought that you might benefit from it as well. If you're not already already following me on Instagram, uh, definitely go check it out over at Emily Goff Coach is my handle. Send me a DM, let me know that uh, that you tuned into the podcast. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Um, But I wanted to put this in sort of audio form (laughs) to make it a little bit more shareable um, instead of just Instagram too, because these are things that that, uh, sometimes I I need reminding of too. So as always, you know, whenever I'm speaking here on the podcast, it's always, uh, it's often for for me as well as for anyone listening. Like I'm talking to myself too and and reminding myself of certain things I need to hear or or lessons that I, I may have very recently learned too. So this is, these are lessons that I try to both live by and incorporate into my everyday life. And anytime I'm able to do so, not only does my quality of life improve, but I find that, that the people around me can also usually benefit in some small way as well. Um, just by being able to maybe be on, on the receiving end of, of a particular kindness or, or something like that. And, and these, are, these are really important for us to be able to focus on. And by the way, this is in no means a complete list. I would love to hear all the things that you would like to add to this list. And then we can actually maybe get an even bigger list going <laughs> and turn into a whole book or something. So let me know what you think about these. But I wanted to, to start at the beginning. So 35 lessons in 35 years. Number one, show up with the love you want to see and experience more of in the world and you will receive it back tenfold. It may not always feel like that on your dark days, but I promise you that what you are putting out into the world, it does come back around eventually. And, and not, not in the way of like having expectations on that necessarily of receiving it back, but putting love out into the world for the sake of putting love out into the world. And when you do that, you will receive it back in so many beautiful ways and in so many different beautiful forms. Number two is that the smallest kindnesses can go the farthest. Something like a smile costs you nothing can change someone's entire day. We've all experienced that, right? So I I definitely recommend doing that. 
Number three, write thank you notes because, again, they make people smile. I have actually been a little bit behind on writing thank you notes the last year or so uh, because I've just been like overwhelmed by life in general. But I am getting back to that because uh, I've, I've written thank you notes my whole life and I love it. And who doesn't love receiving a beautiful thank you note, right? Number four, when you miss or love someone, tell them. Stop fretting about who texted whom first or about wearing your heart in your sleeve or any of that bullshit. Just tell them. Tell them, okay? Number five, pain can be your greatest, your greatest teacher, but don't forget to feel it before trying to skip to the lessons. This can be really common, especially, especially in this, you know, very uh, personal growth oriented world that we're living in now, which is beautiful. That, that's amazing. But sometimes I see people trying to bypass pain to just get, get to the lesson and it doesn't work. So we do have to feel it. We do have to move through that process before we can get to the lessons. Number six is to think critically while remaining wide open to different opinions. And you can learn more than you could possibly ever imagine. Don't just focus on one thing or one person or one idea. Be open to and actively seek out a variety of different opinions from different sources. And you'll learn a lot. You will learn a lot. Number seven is that there's nuance and gray area in everything. If you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know how I feel about that. <laughs> Number eight is that you will only allow yourself to receive as much love as you deem yourself worthy of receiving. Let that one sit for a little bit because there's a lot there. And this also ties in with, you know, with how we feel about ourselves and, and self-acceptance and um, being able to, to appreciate the messy parts of ourselves too, because if, if we can't do any of those things for ourselves, we're going to have a harder time when someone comes along who does love all those things about us. And we're going to reject it because we're, we're going to think that they're being disingenuous or, or you know, fake or, or they're lying to us or trying to trick us or something. We, we have to, to really cultivate that to be able to open to receive it. Number nine is that when you tell someone who they are, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. And when someone tells you who they are, question it, especially if you haven't asked who they are. That might sound confusing, but what I mean by that is that if someone tells you, um, just as an example, that they're emotionally unavailable, you're at the very beginning stages of, rela of a relationship, you're super into them, and they tell you, that they're emotionally unavailable, believe them. And stop trying to think that you can fix them or change them or that, uh, you know, if, if you just hang around long enough, they'll magically fall in love with you and, and, and all of that emotional unavailability will just disappear or whatever. Believe them when they tell you who, who they are. And if you haven't even asked who someone is and they, they tell you certain information, Maybe question it sometimes. So an example there is uh, if, somebody, if somebody tells you that they're not the jealous type and you didn't ask, like it didn't really come up in conversation. They just sort of started telling you that they're not, by the way, you know, I'm, I'm not the jealous type or uh, maybe a money example. Like they start boasting how, how wealthy they are or something like that. There's nothing wrong with wealth. I'm all for it. That's amazing. But in my experience, the people who are 
truly wealthy and really kind of down-to-earth people don't need to tell you that they're wealthy. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't need to be part of an initial conversation, especially if it hadn't even come up in conversation, right? So that's what I mean by that. Number 10, joy will find you at the most unexpected moments right when you thought you wouldn't meet again. I'm telling you, you can, and this is why it's so important that when you're having a bad day, a bad week, a bad month even, recognize that you will not always feel like shit. You will not always feel that way. And there can be even just the, the tiniest little slivers of moments that happen in your life where you just see joy poke through like, like a sunbeam coming through the clouds. And you go, oh, there you are. Thank you. More please. <laughs> so I want you to remember that too. Number 11 is to trust your inner knowing. Intuition is, is a combination of logic and feeling, okay? It's both. I don't want you to beat yourself up for not getting your intuition right the first time because logic can only be learned through live experiences, lived experiences, and you have to live it to learn it. So I talk a lot about learning to listen to your intuition, but intuition isn't just listening to your heart and it's not just logic. It's a combination of logic and feeling combined. Number 12, there's always more healing to do. And no, it's not going to be linear. And you're not broken either. Just because you always have more healing to do, we all have more healing to do. But that doesn't mean that you are not a functional, capable, uh, very much worthy of love and acceptance and all the beautiful things in this world exactly as you are. Number 13, the, the journey is harder than you think and it's also far more beautiful. When you look for it, when you look for it, even in the dark moments, there, there's always beauty even in the tougher times. 14, letting go may be the secret to happiness because life is a series of happy moments strung together, but you'll miss them if you're too busy searching for that one destination. Comes down to um, when, we don't, when we don't enjoy the journey and we just keep, keep our focus on this one goal or this one thing that like, okay, when I get there, I'll be happy. And then we get there and we don't actually feel that different. And we may even be more miserable because we've spent the entire journey being so miserable that then magically when the bank account hits a certain dollar value or the, the beautiful relationship comes into our life or whatever, we can't even appreciate it because we're too focused on the next thing or we're so annoyed at how long it, take us, how long it took us to get to that, that thing. So when we can learn to let go of our attachment to the outcomes, things change and shift. Number 15, it's amazing what a workout, cold, cold plunges, and walk outside will do for your mental health and energetic state. If you are in, in the feels, move. Move your body in some capacity. Go outside, do some deep breathing. Like, move the energy through you and everything will shift. Number 16, prioritize people and experiences over material things. This is really big for me. Um, I was just actually talking to somebody about this the other day. I don't really gift things to people very often. You know, I, I will, obviously, if it's something that, that they need or, or that they really, really want. Like, I love, I love doing that for people. But I typically gift experiences. And I prefer to be gifted experiences as well. Because those, those things are priceless. Especially if, if you gift an experience that, that you get to do with someone or something too. Like, 
that's it's just so beautiful that then you get to create those memories together. No, no price can be put on that. So I really recommend that. I am very much a, a minimalist, I, I confess, so probably much more so than, than maybe the average person, but I definitely recommend prioritizing people and experiences over material things. Number 17, one trip traveling solo is equivalent to at least five years of therapy. Listen, that's not a scientific statistic, okay? That's just my personal opinion, but I stand by it. <laughs> I absolutely stand by it. If you have the opportunity or if you can create an opportunity to go on a solo trip, no matter how scared shitless you are, it can change your life. It can change your life. It builds self-trust. It, it makes you see the world in a different way. I just cannot recommend it enough. Okay, so go book a solo trip. Okay. <laughs> Number 18, when you find your people, it will feel like you've come home for the very first time over and over again, every single time you have a beautiful conversation or a visit with them. A lot of us can go our whole lives without feeling like we can just feel a little bit isolated. Maybe you feel like you haven't found your people yet. I, I felt like that for almost my entire life until uh, about like late 20s, early 30s. Uh, late, late 20s or like kind of around 30, I guess. And uh, with the exception of, of a couple people, um, I just didn't feel like I had found my people in general. And I actually am really glad that it happened that way because... Now, once I did start finding my people and now they just keep flowing into my life, like, like I, I, I don't even understand how all these amazing humans keep coming into my life. I appreciate the shit out of every single one of them. And I appreciate every moment I have with them and every conversation I have with them because every time I get to talk to them or interact with them, it feels like I'm coming home. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So just treasure those, those moments and treasure your people. Number 19, the stories you tell yourself and perceptions you have will change your life for better or for worse. If you change your perception, you will change your life. That one doesn't need more explanation. I'm just going to let that one drop. <laughs> Number 20, your entire life could change directions in a split second when you meet someone new around the corner. Trust me on this. Seriously. Um, I had a moment uh, last year where I, I literally came around a corner and met someone that ended up being very significant in my life um, for really beautiful reasons. And I could never in a thousand years have predicted it. The chances of running into this person um, were next to nil. <laughs> and, and it was even a situation where we'd actually sort of been crossing paths for like 15 years, like frequenting some of the same places regularly, like all these things. And we had never met and then all of a sudden you go around one corner and, and a lot of things changed. So it was really, really cool. Just so fascinating. Number 21, trust equals clarity plus choice. I have mentioned this, uh, I believe, once or twice on the podcast before. Uh, all credit goes to my dear friend Jade Tita for this one. He taught me that. Um, trust equals clarity plus choice. What I mean by that is that when you trust in the universe, trust in the process, trust in the journey, trust in yourself, Trust in um, the actions that you're taking. I'll, trust in your path, however you want to frame this. You will then start to gain both the clarity you're seeking and the choices you want to, to be able to have open to you. But the trust has to come first. So trust equals clarity plus choice. Number 22, behave like the person you want to become. 
again, not a lot more to add to that. (laughs) Show the fuck up like the person you want to become and start now. Stop waiting for, you know, becoming a certain thing or getting a certain degree or certificate or uh, stop stop waiting for all the the extracurricular bullshit to fall into your life and start behaving like the person you want to become right now. Even if you feel like you aren't quite there yet, who is the person you want to be? How do they show up in the world? And start emulating that now. Number 23, love and grief will always coexist. Love and grief will always coexist. I'll, I'll uh, reference a couple other podcast episodes that I've done about that, um, both about unconditional love and about the grief that comes with love. But yes, you, you, won't, have, you won't ever have one without the other. It's, they're always going to, to be co-partners. Number 24, similarly, two truths can coexist. You can both be right. If you are having an argument with somebody, if you are having a difference of opinion with someone, recognize that it may not be a matter of who's right and who's wrong. There can be instances where, you know, multiple truths can exist at the same time and both of you might be right. But you need to be able to open to the capacity to feel and receive that. And that can shift all of your relationships. That can completely change the way you communicate with people um, and show up with compassion. And and you're going to notice a really big difference there. Number 25, the law of collateral beauty. Um, I'm going to be doing an entire thing around this. There's a project uh, that I'm working on. I don't know exactly when it's going to come out, but there's an entire project I'm working on around a different a set of, of laws that I've created around love. And one of them is law of collateral beauty, which is if you can find beauty even through your pain, love will always find you. I have a lot more to say on that, but I'm going to save that for, for <laughs> when I come out with all the laws. <laughs> Number 26, you won't know the strength or depth of a connection until it's been tested by conflict. I can't stress this one enough. You can have the most beautiful connection with somebody in the world, but to me, And in my personal experience and in my experience working with other people and everything else, you won't really know how strong or how deep that connection is until you have a difference of opinion, until you have a conflict, until you you butt heads a little bit and have to have some tough conversations. And that's going to really reveal not only who, who each party is under a particular set of circumstances, but how much you relate to each other, how much you're willing to open to each other, how much you um, maybe shut down or, or how much the other person shuts down. You won't, you won't, so don't, don't fear conflict because conflict teaches us a lot about both our, ourselves and about the other person that we are in conflict with. It's actually a really important part of any relationship in my mind. And if, if you never have a conflict ever with someone, because I've been in those relationships, it's typically, I I don't like to say always, but it's almost always (laughs) a sign of things that are being unsaid and and things that you or the other party aren't saying or aren't showing up quite truthfully in, um, in order to avoid conflict. And I'm not saying, you know, like everyone should be fighting all the time. I don't mean that at all. But if, if, there, there was one long-term relationship I was in where we didn't have an argue, a single argument, basically. I, I think maybe like one or two, but like for the most part, we didn't have a single argument until like three years into our relationship. 
And then it was like all, all shit hit the fan <laughs> because there was so much on both sides that had gone unsaid that then it all kind of came flooding out at once. So that's something to really keep in mind. Number 27, you don't always have to be the strong one because it's okay to be fragile sometimes. Number 28, the tough conversations you're avoiding are the ones you need to have the most. That ties in really well with the one about the strength and depth of connection being tested by conflict. <laughs> Number 29, give your love generously and without expectation of reciprocation or acknowledgement. What would happen if you just showed up and loved people as generously as you could without expecting anything in return? Would you be let down sometimes if you didn't get back what you put into it? Maybe. But what's the alternative? Always withholding? Because that's not how I want to live. Number 30, show up with honesty, integrity, and transparency in all of your relationships, even when it's hard. Even and especially when it's hard. When, when it's hard. <laughs> but truly, I, I really do mean that. Show up with honesty, integrity, and transparency in all of your relationships. Number 31, a relationship ending is not a failure. It's an introduction to a new, to a new version of yourself. I cannot talk today. Um, that one, I actually have an entire podcast episode about that has been wildly popular, which tells me that it really struck a chord with a lot of people. So I will reference that one in, in the show notes as well. But a relationship ending is, is never a failure to me, especially not if you learned and grew and, and if you take what you learned and created with that person to integrate it and to become a new version of you. That's, that's a wild success in my mind. Number 32, control is the death of connection. That could be an entire podcast episode, but what I will say is that when we try to control the way we show up or the way somebody views us, like how much we let them see of us, um, when, when we control, when we try to exert control over someone else's actions or any, anything like this, any, any degree of control here, it's where connection goes to die. Connection, true intimate connection cannot survive control, especially not over long sustained periods and any type of like controlling behavior. What we have to understand is that we have to detach, we have to learn to detach from outcomes. And that leads into number 33 actually, which is ask yourself, how can I let life flow through me? And that's, that's the opposite of control. So instead, if we go with flow as opposed to control and we stop trying to constrict and like hold everything hold on to certain things like so tightly and, and ideas that we have and, and uh, stories that we've written of how we think something should go or how a relationship is going to, to play out or whatever. If we instead ask how life can flow through us, everything becomes so much more peaceful. So much more peaceful. It doesn't mean that we will avoid pain, but it brings a level of ease that you may have never experienced before in your life. Number 34 is consistency equals trust. Teach your brain how you're showing up in the world and being the thing will help you become the thing. And accept nothing less than consistency in your relationships, not only from others, but from yourself. So an example of this is if you tell yourself that you're going to do a certain number of things today for, for your job or something, 
and then you don't really do any of them and you lie on, on the couch watching Netflix instead or whatever. You are actively showing your brain that, oh, when, when, when she says she's going to do this thing, she doesn't actually do it. And the same thing happens when other people do that to us. If somebody says they're going to take out the garbage tonight and then they don't, even just that tiny little act, if it gets repeated often enough, we're going to start to not trust them. And then that, that distrust expands into other areas that goes way beyond just that little household task. So consistency equals trust. Super, super important. Number 35. This is the last one. Be genuinely curious, ask more questions, and be interested in others because you will be blown away at what you learn when you show up with curiosity. And I continue to maintain that curiosity is one of the greatest gifts that we can bring into our relationship with ourself and with others. To be curious, there's so much power in that. So let me know if you have a favorite. I'm not going to read through them all again because we won't be here all day. But <laughs> if you have a particular favorite, if you want to you know, rewind or if there was one that really struck you or something like that, I'd love to hear it. So let me know and let me know what we need to add to the list. So tell me, please send me your ideas. I would love to hear it because there's so many more things that we could add to this and we can, I can just start like a running Google doc and we can just put them all in there and then just keep adding to it. So let me know. I'm over at Emily Goff coach on Instagram, send me a DM or shoot me an email. All the information is listed in the show notes and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me, and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you. Oh,